0: Your host Beth Ann,
2: and I welcome you this morning to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. Gonna to be a kind of a surprise what we're gonna talk about today, and uh, I think you're gonna find it extremely interesting. Uh, but I'm just putting that little teaser out. I'm gonna have a guest. He writes and is a journalist for the Epic Times, and uh, we're gonna go back in time and question some things and try to connect a few dots. So I'm just putting that teaser out there. And so stay tuned. He'll be with us in the next segment. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we cling to you. We cling to you, O God, because we know that your love is greater than any love. We know that you are the creator of Creator God of all life. And Father, we know, as believers, that you have sacrificed greatly to give us eternal life. We are entering the Easter season here and and we do recognize the fact that every every day and every time a new soul comes to you, it is resurrection day. Because you have made it so. Father, we're living in the world though, that is full of sin and evil. It is broken, broken because of us. Our sins our turning away from you and your ways and your laws that are not there to tell us no, but to protect us. And, Father, we lack truth in this world, and we know that you are truth. Help us to cling to you, Abba Father. Help us to know what we should do how we should act. Equip us for the tasks you have for each and every one of us. There's not one of us that you don't have a task for. Then there is no task that you have given us that is too small or too great. We ask for your forgiveness, Heavenly Father, for we know we fail you on a daily basis. I do, I know that. And, Father, we ask for your blessings. I ask for your blessings on each one listening. I ask for your blessings on the guest I'll be bringing on and the words that we speak. And, Father, I ask you to bless CSC Talk Radio. You know the trials that we face every day. New ones come up. Just when we think we're over the hump, something else happens. Help us, Father, to face those and to turn to the right direction. Of how we should go. I believe you have placed me here for such a time as this. And all of us who are listening for such a time as this. And it is in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. I want to start out with the, this isn't the direction the show is going to go, but this is how I'm going to start out. The slap heard around the world just makes me want to slap somebody. I'm sick and tired of hearing about this slap. It isn't news. Two Hollywood millionaires who can't control their filthy mouths and their tempers is not news. It's Hollywood. Real or put on, that is up for debate. I don't care. I do not care. Let them lay on the sofas and talk to their own psychiatrists. But let's stop the drama. As far as I'm concerned, it's over. But tyranny and lies in the media and hidden truths... Those exist. And to me, that is the news. Government taking your land. Your identities belong to them. The perverts run the nation and want your children. Now, that is news, and it needs to be dealt with. Americans need to take this nation back, including dumping the medias that lie and withhold news. But worry about one star slapping another At an award ceremony that Americans don't even like to watch anymore because of their hypocrisy and their hate for the ones who actually make them popular. They even rooted for the slapper and condemned the victim. It is just nuts. Americans deserve better, we said earlier this week. Yeah, we do. We deserve better, America, but only if we demand it are you caught up in the gossip of the slaps is that really important there's all over the news and i mean i'm so sick and tired. it's still popping up i it's still coming up on the, on my feed well let me read some headlines Poland's speaker russia told could attack poland and us with new with use and use nuclear weapons not us weapons excuse me and It may never be clear, according to Fauci, whether COVID lockdowns were worth it. Oh, really? So apparently he doesn't believe in the science and the data. The Washington Post verifies some of Hunter Biden's laptop emails. You know, what would we do without them to verify? And Americans need to budget extra $5,200 to cover inflation, says Bloomberg. Yeah, where are you going to get that since there is inflation? Where are you going to get that $5,200? Well, let's go on here with the headlines. White House admits ending Title 42 will bring an influx of people to the border. You have to understand, we're being invaded, and this president is helping, and so are all the Democrats. Senator Paul suggests a probe on potential Russian collusion with U.S. green alarmists. (laughs) Another hoax, that green stuff. The White House on Trump's asking Putin to release Hunter's records. Now's not the time. Oh, now's not the time. Well, you know what? I have a quote here from Thomas Jefferson. I have sworn upon the altar of God eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. The media is playing with your head. You know that. It's tyranny. How important is the truth to you? Americans have many questions. Deleted emails, Hillary's, Biden's, hunters, smashed cell phones, Hunter's laptops, Walwell literally sleeping with the enemy. What about Seth Rich? Where is that laptop? What happened to Seth? 9-11, is there more than we know there? Was the J-6 riot an FBI incited riot? And what happened at Ruby Ridge? And what really happened at Waco? Epstein. What about that one? JFK assassination. And remember when Lavoy Finnegan was shot and killed? Who was involved in that? I believe the FBI was. Why is it always a right-wing conspiracy, but it seems to be the left-wing actually committing the crimes? Did Roosevelt really know about the attack on Pearl Harbor before it was happening? And what about those infamous invisible weapons of mass destruction? Who put that info out there and caused many deaths from our boys? The film that caused the attacks in Benghazi. Whatever happened to that guy? There's a little film on YouTube that upset the whole world. Ukrainian lab, does it exist? And what about the China virus and the Wuhan lab? Mixed messages on vaccines and masks. Data is too precious to share with the public. Oh, and the wildfires. That's supposed to be caused by climate change. What really happened with those wildfires? How was it on the night of the 2020 election that by morning one candidate actually lost votes? (sighs) Biden's on camera quid pro pro with Ukraine while he was VP. What happened there? The obvious is not mentioned and don't you dare begin to question the logic behind events that happened in this country. Free speech? No free thinking here. The old saying inquiring minds want to know is now a bad thing <laughs> by right wing conspiracists. You're listening to CSC talk radio. When we come back. We're going to talk about a topic that's been ignored for a long time. I think it will surprise you and I think you'll find it extremely interesting. The Oklahoma bombing. You're listening to CSC talk radio. This is Beth Adam. We'll be right back. Vitae Foundation continues their stand for life and women who are caught in unplanned pregnancies. Abby Johnson will be the keynote speaker at Vitae Foundation's 30th Annual Pro-Life Events March 22nd, 2022 at the Capitol Plaza Hotel and Convention Center in Jefferson City, Missouri. Abby is the author of the national best-selling book, Unplanned, as well as the movie based on her book, also titled Unplanned. She tells the story of her powerful conversion from abortion clinic director to outspoken pro-life Advocate Abby believes in the work of Vite Foundation as they utilize digital marketing strategies to connect abortion determined women with life saving resources at local pregnancy help centers. Reserve your seat today. You have two chances to attend luncheon or dinner. Events on March 22nd. Go to adsforlife.org. Abby Johnson will inspire and encourage you. March 22nd in Jefferson City. Before the event sells out, register today at adsforlife.org. We have returned to listening to CST Talk Radio. I ended the segment going into the commercial with inquiring minds want to know, but now that's a bad thing in this world as far as the, you know, if you want to know something, then you're considered a right-wing conspiracist In a day and age of such high technology, especially in communication, you can have it in just minutes, no seconds. Yet still the medias in this country are nothing more than propaganda news for the entertainment and not for truth. It still takes the grit and determination of a real journalist to break the stories, or at least begin questioning the evidence and the interviews. There are very few of those left, but they do exist. Today, we're going to go back in time to the Oklahoma bombing. Was the FBI involved in any way? Did they help inside and then cover it up? What do we know? What are the connections? Harry S. Truman said, there's nothing new in the world except the history you don't know. Ken Silva is our guest today. He covers national security issues for the Epic Times. His reporting background also includes cyber security, crime, and offshore finance, including three years as a reporter in British Virgin Islands and two years in the Cayman Islands. Ken has recently written two articles connecting a few dots and questioning a lot of unknowns. At least that's how I saw it. He wrote one in February, uh, Operation to Infiltrate, Right-Wing Extremist Group Lies at Center of Transparency Lawsuit. And the one in March that he wrote, PatCon Explored, Records Provide a Glimpse of FBI Right-Wing Infiltration Ops. What a tangled web. Ken, welcome to CSC Talk Radio. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Oh, we're glad to have you. Unfortunately, it seems like we're always trying to peel an onion and find out the truth. So I'm going to kind of let you set this up, because I'm telling you what, I was going through and i go, I'm kind of getting confused. There's so many names to connect. So I'm going to kind of let you just set this all up, and then we'll get on with it.
1: Indeed. I think one of the reasons the Oklahoma City bombing controversies aren't in the news is because it's very complicated. Like, if we talk about the Kennedy assassination, or the Jeffrey Epstein scandal, these are all things that can be described as an elevator pitch. Mm. Uh, Oklahoma City is not the case. Um, but I've been doing a, a series of uh, stories about a right-wing infiltration operation ran by the FBI, codenamed Patriot Conspiracy, or PATCON for short. Now, this was this ran for two or three years in the early 90s, and it entailed three undercover FBI agents who literally pretended to be domestic terrorists. Uh, they operated a front group called the Veterans Aryan Movement, which, of course, was you know, an FBI front group, and they, they posed as uh, racist militiamen, and they said they robbed banks to fund domestic terrorism. And they ran around the country in the early 90s, uh, networking with other right-wing groups. Um, the, the significance of this operation is that it never resulted in any major arrests, which means that, at best, It was uh, essentially a giant domestic uh, surveillance operation on America's Patriot Movement. And, uh, of course, as you mentioned, there's also connections to the OKC bombing, which uh, gets a lot darker and, you know, Mm. uh, some unanswered questions. But that's Pat Con in a nutshell.
2: Wow. And, uh, you know, (laughs) to me, you know, that is news. I don't consider I've started the last couple of mornings. Maybe I should cut it out. The slap that took place on Hollywood stage—that's not news to me. This stuff is news. We need to know what's taking place so we can kind of guard ourselves. Because, you know, if you if you question, then you you're automatically considered a right wing conspiracist. You know, so here on Conservative Talk, we're just questioning to find out to connect the dots what really happened. And sure. so so let's let's start. How how did you get involved in this? How did you really start? you know, into this?
1: Well, last summer I was reading an excellent book by Wendy Painting, a historian who wrote a book called Aberration in the Heartland of the Real, The Secret Lives of Timothy McVeigh. She started it as a Ph.D. thesis and turned it into a book. Uh, One of the most amazing books I've ever read. I highly recommend it. It truly changed the way I think about uh, this country in, in many ways. Um, but so I read this book last summer, and I read some of the names uh, mentioned in the book. One of them was Jesse Trentadue, who has been suing government for records about OKC uh, for years. Um, so one of those days, I was just typing his name through the federal court database, and I saw that one of Jesse's cases against the FBI for records related to Oklahoma City, it's still an open case, and it's been sealed uh, for the last seven years, while a federal court investigates witness tampering allegations. Um, so I, I saw that this case was still open. I emailed Jesse, and he responded, and he provided me uh, all these uh, jaw-dropping records about wow. Patcon that have been uh, underpinning my reporting. So that, that's kind of the origin story of this whole thing.
2: Well, it's just amazing. I was, I was reading your articles this morning and I, I won't speak till the last minute. I procrastinate so it'll be fresh in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, it was just, I started writing down the names and it was like some kind of a, a spy novel or something that how, how did they all connect? Let's talk about Jesse Trinidue's, um lawsuit that, uh, and how that connects to the Oklahoma bombing.
1: Sure. So, yeah, Jesse do story is another highly complex, uh, case, but he, he believes that his brother was murdered by the U.S. government in a case of mistaken identity. Uh, the government apparently thought that his brother was one, uh, a, a, a potential accomplice to Timothy McVeigh and uh, an interrogation, if you want to put that uh, kindly, went terribly wrong in 1995. Uh, Jesse found out about that the fact that his uh, brother had been essentially murdered in prison because he uh, preserved the body and, you know, the autopsy revealed all kinds of, uh, you know, terrible disfigurations and you know, all the signs of a murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he successfully sues the government for a wrongful death, gets a million dollars, has been using that to fund his freedom of information lawsuits for the, you know, the last uh 20 plus years and he's also an attorney so and he's also a former marine so not only is he smart but he's got the guts to go uh, against against the fbi and, and get all these records so yeah that's that's jesse uh the story about his brother's murder i haven't deeply investigated yet uh there's a late journalist named will grigg who's written all about that if your readers or your listeners excuse me uh would like to know more
2: my listeners soon to be your readers because i keep telling oh, okay. them they need to sign up and subscribe to uh, epic times you know it um, it is a very tangled web and it is something that uh but i'm going to disagree with you i think it's not covered on the media because they don't want us to know <laughs> anything and they don't care you know they'd rather sure. cover uh the two millionaires duking it out um you know, filthy mouth and slaps and all that. They'd rather talk about that than talk about what's really going on and how Americans need to be aware that the people we've long tried to trust are not trustworthy. They're mm-hmm. not deserving of Americans' trust. And so, sure, and that's,
1: go ahead. Oh, oh, Sorry to interrupt, but that's, you're hitting on a key element of my story. <laughs> uh, so Jesse Trenadu, he's in the process of suing the government in the mid-2000s and a former FBI informant who worked in PATCON operations came out as a whistleblower and told Jesse all about PATCON. Uh, Jesse and the whistleblower gave this story to Newsweek. Uh, the reporter did a really good job. I actually obtained an uncensored copy of the Newsweek story that published in 2011. The uncensored copy is pretty much uh, very similar to my PATCON coverage. But if you Google that and see what Newsweek actually published, you won't find any mentions of Pat Kahn or any connections to Oklahoma City or Timothy McVeigh. So the editors heavily gutted that story. It was undoubtedly uh, media censorship. So, yes, to your point, uh, there's direct evidence of uh, media s- uh, suppression of this story.
2: And that was long before they were trying to silence a president of the United States. (laughs) Sure,
1: yeah, exactly.
2: You know, and I went through, and you didn't hear a part of it, when we were getting ready to go into our first break to kind of set up all the questions that Americans have and so many events that have happened and uh, we just don't know about, and nobody ever talks about it in the news. And then to come out now with some more on the Oklahoma, you know, we heard so much about uh, the Oklahoma bombing, and then it got all quiet. Now Mm -hmm. I worked for a conservative talk show before I started my own and I remember them talking about the Oklahoma (laughs) bombing and and even back then there was suspicion that the FBI were involved or knew Mm -hmm. about it or something. And so I kind of want to talk about that a little bit and then I want to get back onto your articles because I think they're just, they're just great of what you have written here and I think the American people need to know, need to question, and stop believing everything you hear and see. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio, this is Beth Ann with Ken Silva of the Epic Times and we're gonna talk about a little bit more of the Oklahoma bombing, the FBI and connections, what really happened, who was involved, and what about a cover up. And we'll be right back. Listening to CSC Talk Radio, this is Beth Ann. I think we lost Ken. We're going to try and get him back here real quick. But you know, at this uh, Oklahoma bombing is of great interest, and I had some other things I wanted to ask him. He, uh, okay, there he is. Hey, Ken. <laughs> we didn't mean to lose you during the commercial.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's the uh, FBI inter- interrupting the signal or what. <laughs>
2: Well, it might be, you know. They may be coming through my door anytime. time. I was going to add, as we go back into your story, I was going to add uh, things that I remember whenever this actually took place and a few years after that and uh, the talk show host that I worked for questions that he had and things that were being said. I don't know if they were true or not, and I don't know if you would have found them out in your particular uh, uh, journalism and your particular study mm. and investigations. But we were told that, uh, you know, some of them don't believe Timothy is dead. And we were also told that there were many who worked for, in that building that conveniently didn't show up that day. Mm. Did they know something? So, so those are questions that we still have in our minds. You know, I put it in my head and pondered it. I don't know if it's true or not true. But those are things, too, that are questioned about the Oklahoma bombing.
1: So to your second question, you're 100% correct. On the morning of April 19, 1995, you would not find a single ATF law enforcement officer in the Murrah Federal Building when the explosion happened. One ATF officer even t- days later told the press that he was uh, in a free-falling elevator and, you know, he saved some lives. <laughs> and the elevator companies came out and said, you know, we looked at the, you know, we looked at the data of our elevators and that, that for sure never happened. So yeah, the ATF law enforcement didn't show up, um, you know, but the, the, the lady, the old ladies working at park and recs, the grandmas, you know, the parents, the, 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 the children, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. The daycare. Uh, so your second question, a hundred percent accurate. Um, it it ATF certainly seemed to have foreknowledge, and they definitely didn't show up. Yeah. Your first question, yeah, uh, the conspiracy did. of what, whether McVeigh uh, is dead or not. Um, so I can't speak to that as a journalist. <laughs> I This would be just speculation, just making your <laughs> listeners very clear. Uh, I will note, though, that the people who watched the execution, apparently it was on a video screen or uh, they were looking through the, the double-sided mirror uh, and they never actually saw him die. His eyes were still open and his mouth was open, and then the screen just went black, and the people say, well, he's dead now. Um, the <laughs> significance of that I'm not so sure of. <laughs> well, but, I think
2: what uh, I remember is somebody said his toe twitched. So I don't know. As well, they were taking the body out, somebody saw it. And so that is all speculation, America. We're not talking about whether he's alive or dead. That is well, all speculation. I, so.
1: Can I lend some – it is speculation, but this book I was telling you about last segment has some very interesting records. Uh, Wendy Painting procured from the defense team um, letters Timothy McBay had sent to his family saying that, hey, actually, I'm a secret agent. The special forces pulled me out of the military to work on undercover operations in the country. Uh, whether Timothy McVeigh was an insane, delusional psychopath, or whether that actually had some merit to it, uh, I'm not sure. But those letters are real, and me, he did write them the, and send them to his family.
2: Tell me the name of that book again. Let's let's have that.
1: It's called Aberration in the Heartland of the Real: The Secret Lives of Timothy McVeigh by historian Wendy Painting. It might be easier to name remember the name Wendy Painting rather than that long title.
2: Okay, got it. Okay, good. Yeah. We'll have to uh, – I'm, I'm sure some of my listeners are going to go out and get it now <laughs> so, because uh, there's just so many things that we do not know. So let's get back to this story. Um, mm. Apparently uh, – um, I've got to get my name straight here Tr- – Trenton Doe, mm. Jesse. His brother was a mistaken identity mm. and apparently hung himself, but he also had – it was evidence that he had also been beaten. So we yeah. we don't – people seem to hang themselves in in the federal prisons, you know, like <laughs> Stein and all that. But we did a little more – I had Rudy do this. I said, well, who was he mistaken for? What happened to that other guy? And that was a John Rowe Guthrie, who they think was the real guy that they accidentally thought Trudeau's brother was, Trenton Dow, I mean. And he also – Hung himself in prison. <laughs> so, yes. This just, there's just, what is it they always say? You can't make this stuff up?
1: Exactly. His his brother was confused for a man named Richard Lee Guthrie, who was a member of an uh, Aryan bank robber group, um, which, you know, talk about PatCon, those FBI agents pretending to be bank robbers who funded domestic terrorism through their proceeds of crime. Uh, this Richard Lee Guthrie guy was the real deal. He actually did that. And he had connections to McVeigh. Um, it was widely believed that he might have been John Doe number 2, who was with McVeigh and helped carry out the attack. Okay, and he I was going ex- ex- to ex- Sure, yeah, he looks exactly like Jesse's brother. And so the thought is, and there's ample evidence to back this up, that the FBI, you know, Richard Lee Guthrie, was promising to spill the beans about McVeigh's connections. So the FBI wanted to shut him up. And they tried to kill him, accidentally killed Jesse's brother. Um, And, you know, you could say, oh, that's just conspiracy. That's unproven. Well, then, yeah, Richard Lee Guthrie, the same guy that was mistaken for Jesse's brother, he ends up hanging himself uh in prison the day before he was set to give like a major interview on TV it's about the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, this is reported contemporaneous, uh, there's articles about this from the 90s, so this isn't like going back in history and trying to piece things together. This was being reported on as it was happening, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's amazing. Uh, Yeah, it's just a coincidence. (laughs) It's just a coincidence, you know, when Epstein uh, killed himself, that those uh, guards happened to be missing in action. and. And uh, where did he get the rope, or the where did he get this and that, you know? And how do you do it off of a bunk bed? Because he was fairly tall. You gotta, I said, well maybe he tucked his knees in or something. You know, it's just crazy. And Well, then uh, there's
1: the missing surveillance footage. Yeah. <laughs> from both cases. You
2: know. Yeah. It's it's it really is amazing. And who does that? Who does that? So let's go on with this story because it's very fascinating. Adam Quirk, let's talk about him a little bit. Let's talk about the the Marine John Matthews. I think I have that name correct.
1: Sure. Uh, John Matthews is the whistleblower who came out to Trentadue to about ten years ago, told them all about PatCon. They tried to give that story to Newsweek, and it was deeply watered down. Um, so that's who he is in a nutshell. Uh, so the significance of him, though, is he was an undercover agent all throughout the 90s. And not only did he work on PatCon, but he told Jesse that he saw Timothy McVeigh in either 94 or 93 at a militia training ground in uh, Texas. And he saw McVeigh with a man named Andy Strassmeyer, a German national um, whose name appears in CIA records. We don't know in what capacity because the CIA won't unredact these records, but we know that this Andy the German guy has connections to the CIA. Now, John Matthews is a a federal informant that worked on PATCON. And we also know that Andy the German dated an ATF informant named Carol Howe because that came out in the congressional report. So now you have a, a man with connections to the CIA, an ATF informant, and John Matthews the Patcon operative all within two degrees or less of Timothy McVeigh <laughs> so you had so e- this is either a massive intelligence failure or worse
2: and you know the question would go if all of these were involved and they knew about it and they didn't show up that day that is the true evil you know that mm, just yes. it just plagues this country can you hang on with this we just got one segment left.
1: I'd be happy
2: to. Alright, thank you. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Our guest today is Ken Silva. He's done a lot of journalist work, not uh, propaganda, just looking into things, connecting the dots. And he writes for the Epic Times. I've, I've encouraged you many times to sign up for the Epic Times to, to order it. It is not free, but it is a newspaper once a week. But it's online every day, so you can get to lots of interesting articles and news real news there. You're listening to CST Talk Radio with me, right?
0: Have you heard about vine to bar chocolate?
3: Have you ever checked to see how many minerals are in the nutritional products that you take? Not many if they come from fruits and vegetables that do not average more than 12 minerals due to mineral depletion in topsoil. Minerals are the key to good health and longevity, and you need lots of them. A product called Immuno 150 is only $49.95 for a month's supply, and it has 70 plant minerals and 80 other nutrients. There is nothing like it on the market. Now, more than ever, you need to supercharge your immune system, and to do that, you need at least 60 minerals every day. Immuno 150 has more than 70 minerals. Visit Immuno150.com, that is I-M-M-U-N-O-1-5-0.com, or call 888-316-2224, that's 888 316 2224
2: Experts across America are gathering to stop the largest federal land grab our nation has ever faced. It's the Stop 30 by 30 Summit in Lincoln, Nebraska on April 22nd, hosted by Governor Pete Ricketts, presented by American Stewards of Liberty. John Adams said, "Property must be secured or liberty cannot exist." Private property rights are an essential part of the foundation of America. Find out how to protect your rights by attending the Stop 30 by 30 Summit on April 22nd in Lincoln, Nebraska at the Graduate Hotel. Register at AmericanStewards.us. Early registration receives a discount. Stop 30 by 30 Summit. Help save our country. April 22nd at the Graduate Hotel in Lincoln, Nebraska. Register now at AmericanStewards.us. That's AmericanStewards.us.
0: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets, but up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert The Nile River and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else.
2: We have to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Ken. Ken Silva. He's an investigative reporter or journalist. I don't know which way we want to call it, but he does both. Gets down into it, you know, and he does some looking into things and to connect dots and names. And, and uh, we were talking about Jesse Turnado he, and he lost his brother. His brother, after being beat up, apparently hung himself. <laughs> and, uh, also it said that, uh, or I, we heard that the FBI tried to, or the government tried to get the body cremated twice and failed that, uh, that the judge wouldn't allow it. So that was mm-hmm. interesting, I thought. But then John Matthews, let's, let's bring him into the equation here with uh, Jesse.
1: Okay. So I was talking last segment about John Matthews, his role in Pat Kahn as undercover informant. Um, He came out in 2011 as a whistleblower. They tried to give the story to Newsweek. That failed. And so John Matthews agreed to testify in a trial, Jesse Trent to do, in which he was the plaintiff. He was suing the FBI for records. Um, Rarely do these type of things go to trial when it's like lawsuits over records. But a judge actually agreed that the FBI was acting in bad faith. So, you know, he allowed Jesse to put FBI agents on the stand and other people on the stand to depose them about their knowledge of certain records. Uh, one of the people that Jesse attempted to put on the stand was John Matthews, the PADCON whistleblower. Matthews was set to testify on July 30th, 2014, in Trinidad's tra- trial. But the night before, he calls Jesse and says, hey, I'm out. Um, now, Jesse has written and sworn declarations to the court that Matthews told them that the FBI threatened him. They said, if you testify in Jesse's trial about Pat Conn, you will end up another homeless Vietnam veteran. And this is not just a claim. This has been under investigation for seven years by a federally appointed special master. That's a judge whose specific job is to conduct an investigation. Uh, There's been a lot of stuff going on behind closed doors that I don't even know about because Jesse would get in trouble if he told me. Um, I'm hoping all this will come out uh, maybe this year next year. Maybe Republicans can even control Congress and ask a few questions about Jesse's findings. That would be the real goal of my reporting here.
2: Absolutely. Well, but I have a question because in your article you said John Matthews had a tragic death. What happened to John
0: uh,
1: I so it's my understanding. If I, <laughs> I'll have to go check that. Um, okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, I think that you're thinking about Roger Charles. He's an investigator that I interviewed. Uh Matthews oh, okay. is actually Matthews is still alive, even oh, though he's Okay. Dealing... Then I mis
2: I misunderstood it when I was reading it. Okay.
1: Yeah, no worries. Actually, I'm wondering, so Matthews alleged, he said that he brought this story out in 2011 because he was on death's doorstep because for Agent Orange issues from being in Vietnam. Yeah. And, you know, he's gone into hiding, so I don't even know where he is now because of the witness tampering allegations. But it's my understanding that he, uh, he's still alive.
2: Okay. And we know Terry Nichols is uh, serving lifetime in prison, and does mm-hmm. anybody interview him?
1: Well, that's another interesting aspect of the story. Jesse <laughs> Trinidou received permission from a judge to depose Terry Nichols. But, uh, so he, he was going to put Nick Nichols on the stand via, you know, video link or whatever. And Nichols, uh, who has since talked about a lot of the foreknowledge the FBI had about the plot, uh, he was supposed to testify, but, uh, while the judge allowed Jesse to do that in appeals court, overturn that so um, that door is closed i don't know if we'll ever be able to hear from uh, uh Nichols again well terry may not
2: have wanted to have to hang himself or something you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly well he Maybe
2: he's he in a uh, Supermax.
1: so i don't know
2: so and adam quirk was the fbi agent then that was threatening matthews i mm. got that state, didn't i you know it's yeah. um it's really it's really Concerning that America cannot trust the FBI or the CIA, you know, our own politicians, our own medias, with the exception of Epic Times and a few others that I trust. And I mean that. I'm not just saying that because you're on the air with me. I've been, you can ask my listeners, I've been pushing it for a while. And you know, so in my opinion, Ken, it's up to America to get the truth. We we depend on people like you. Uh, we know we can't get it from the media on the telly because they just want to talk about the same old things. And, you know, basically I feel like the American people get slapped in the face because they won't bring out the truth. They have an agenda, whether it's politics or something else, but it looks like the FBI has been dirty for a long time and probably prior to this. For a long time. And we know that we just can't trust them. And after what they did to a sta- uh, sitting president, whether you liked him or not, mm-hmm. who censors the president of the United States? When did that become okay? And they're censoring the, the news so that the American people can't see it or read it. So, Epic Times is a blessing to the American people. And well, we I appreciate people the, like you. I
1: appreciate the kind words.
2: Yeah, they're more than just kind words. I mean, it's a kind of a plea for help. What would we do without people like you? You know, Sean Hannity gets on and says journalism is dead. Well, it's not. Not if you go to the right places. <laughs> not if you look at the right places and 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 read and watch what's taking place. And uh so it's not kind words. I'm I'm really kind of pleading with my listeners to to get on board with this, because if you want to know the truth, quit watching all of the telly, and that's that's Beth too, because Beth watches too much of it. Because I gotta know what they said <laughs> to to report on it the next day, but so much of what they say is just jabberwocky. Over exactly, and, over and,
1: and then over again. Go ahead. and then they complain about uh, conspiracy theories and disinformation when they're actively <laughs> suppressing stories like PatCon. So it's like if you don't want conspiracy theories, QAnon, crazy stuff to proliferate, then you need to have trust in our public institutions. Like that's a very straight line cause and effect. Like if people stop trusting institutions, conspiracy theories prol- proliferate. It has little to do with, you know, the Facebook not censoring enough or anything like that. This is all about a lack of trust.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and there's a reason we don't trust them. They've not proven themselves to be trustworthy. All the stuff that came out during the, the Trump, uh, when he was campaigning the first time and, and then the second time and then as he was president and, and it's just, we cannot trust him anymore. So in order to do that, you know, we had, I had a, a show yesterday about, uh, the, uh, article five conventions and what all is involved with that, that is not being open with the American people. They need to know, but, the American people have got to educate themselves and they've got to start connecting themselves with trustworthy journalism and trustworthy newspapers, news sources. And Epic Times is one. And Ken, I, I thank you for what you've done with this. It seems like we're bringing up old stuff, but it's not old because we're, we're learning right now that we can't trust the FBI even in today. So it's been going on a long time and we need people like you to keep us informed. Thank you and God bless you because I, I call it Bringing America home. That's what we do every day here on uh, CSC Talk Radio. God bless you. Listen folks, subscribe to the Epic Times. You need to do that. Education, get the news, and that will bring America home.
0: we um.